Hey, I want to welcome you to uh, our podcast. Do we have a name for our podcast? I, I don't know what it is. Johnny uh, and Jennifer Scott podcast. Because uh, we talk about parenting a lot yeah, on this because we're in the throes of parenting older kids and younger kids. and But then we also lead a lot of things, you know, around. And when we say lead, we always try to put that through a biblical New Testament lens of Jesus serve. So. Well, the first place we lead is in our own home. So yep. that's why parenting comes up. But so then, you serve your kids. Lead your kids. Yes. And I think as Christ followers, we're all called to lead people closer to Jesus. So in essence, we're all leaders. So we're leading. Serving and leading As you're one. a Christian, you're leading where you go. So we're not saying we've got some big upper hand on leadership. No, here, we're not. But, but we find ourselves in positions of leadership. And you and I spend a lot of time talking about our response in my opinion, our response mm-hmm. to leadership. And so. So problems. Yes. Situations that come up in. And let's just set the. Not to say we ever have leadership problems. No, but let's just set the context <laughs> for like what those people would understand to be like just a regular church staff. Yes. Um, our own children working on that staff. I would imagine That's on our podcast that, that would come That's up. That's another week conversation. It is. That Nepotism. would come up from time to time. And then, you know, two coffee shops, uh, gyms, an event center, three schools on campus trying to launch another one. All of those things, some, you know, some failing when we tried to do a counseling center that was hard, got another counseling center, uh, tried a different kind of gym, shut that gym down. It's, it's not. Oh, wait, when you, when you set out in faith to lead something, they don't all work out. They don't all work out. Well, that's leadership 101. Right? So I want to <laughs> just create a little bit of context for when we say, hey, we want to talk about two or three things in leadership today on yeah. a quick podcast. That these are things that not that we've learned or they're things we're currently struggling with. Mm-hmm. But one thing we will know, the word of God is true. Yeah. And we're we're trying to find some ways to fashion our life after principles in the word of God. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit of like the, the ground that we would stand on when we say, so this podcast specifically, I things. would say is for the moms. It's for the dads. Mm-hmm. It's for the business workers. It's for the it's for kid any, working at it's for, Chick-fil-A. It's for the guy recording this video right now. Yeah. Um, right. But it's also for, I would say specifically, you know, we're going to have a lot of, a lot of talking about leadership in ministry and for the pastors and pastors. wives. I have such a heart I think the lessons that I've learned, I have, I have such a heart for pastor's wives, specifically in the lead role, uh, lead pastor wife role, because it has been surprising to me. And I've done many yeah. different roles in a church. And so I think it's, it's for me, I think my audience today would probably be them. Um, I have a heart for where they're sitting today. So, so. I got one tip, you got one, you go first, because this, you were the one like, we should do leadership coming out of a coming out of a lot of because it's what we talk about every so what's one tip that you throw out today today so um i I guess it's 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 not just one tip it's what god's ongoing teaching in my life has been the last 10 years we transitioned from a church in orlando to here and um, i had never been a lead pastor's wife i've only ever been a pastor's kid my father was a senior pastor at a church growing up um, back in those days, it was a minister, senior minister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I grew up as a pastor's kid. And then we set into ministry right away after we got married and in college even. And we've done, like I said, various roles. Moms, I've done moms groups. I've done worship ministry, um, children's ministry for a good decade of my life. And You've been in the soup. I've been of, in the soup. Of church. And, and I felt walking into this new role in 2017 as lead pastor's wife, like God had equipped me yeah. fully. And the thing that he It's continu- good to feel equipped. Paul writes to Timothy it is, about but it isn't. how to become equipped, but you don't want it to turn into like, I'm, I'm going to handle it on my own, right? Right. I, I felt more ready than I was. Mm-hmm. 
I would say and, that true. And I, I think I felt too. ready because we had gone through, you know, transition Hardship. out of one church into another is just tough. And I felt ready for the challenge. And I quickly learned that there were going to be new levels of um, spiritual attacks, mm-hmm. uh, friendship attacks, um, just relational issues, betrayals. Pain, pain. I mean, like, be, being in the lead pastor's wife role, the shocking, the most shocking thing to me has been that um, you ha- you quickly stop trusting people because you don't know what people's motives are, and that might sound really awful. And I'm saying that to say this that I started when I felt so ready for this job, really feeling like, well, look at what, you know, how can they do that? How can they, how can, and God quickly made me go inward to myself and say this. And so here's my tip. Um, You can't ask God to show you the bad in people without, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, wait, let me say it like this. That's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say is you can't fixate on what other people are doing that is wrong what towards you. What you think they need yeah, to work on. Right. You're like, God, look at what they're doing. Can you believe they're doing? What he has taught me is that I, I need him to search me. And I have to search my ways first. I can't fixate on what the wrong thing is that's being done to me. I must pause and ask the question, search me and show me. So Psalm 139 is such an incredible chapter when you're talking about God's love for you, his identity for you. And he ends it. So my verse specifically that I wanted to talk about was, um, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Where I think our tendency as humans is to say, I cannot believe the grievous way in him, right? You're looking at the other person's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, when, when I'm thinking about this principle of, and Jesus said it in the, and you know, the book of Matthew clearly records when Jesus says, you know, don't think about the, the speck in someone else's eye, but the log in your eye, kind of the, the, how funny that is, but the analogy. And we're in this series right now at church here called Noise. And I think a lot of the stuff around us, when we're looking at wrongs people have done to us, yeah. And problems, other, it's not because we're, many, many of us, you can see, well, that person's got this problem. It's because it's true. But that's a lot of noise that distracts yeah. us from a better thing. Mm-hmm. And when we do what this verse talks about, we just turn inward, which it's been a theme of yours now for a few years. Mm-hmm. You have, and I've watched you, you have turned inward in your personal time in the morning and your devotion and the things you're like, you know what? It's not that I don't see other things. But I have so much that God is giving me mm-hmm. to work on here that what you get busy with that and all of the noise of other people's issues, if they would all stop their stuff, that just starts to get quieter. And right. it's crazy how it even changes, right? While you're working on you and God's like, hey, we got plenty of stuff here. Those <laughs> things dissipate away. The, the nuances around them shift and change. And what was a problem with someone else that they needed to change actually started to get smaller in our mm-hmm. eyes because God was doing such a well, great I work Well, I think it us. takes, you know, it's really hard to not think about yourself in every situation. You know, the word narcissism shows up all the time. Like, you, it, that's such a weird word to me because I think we all have an, a level of that in us. I do. We are prone to survival mode and where we all tend to survive in ways. And so we will... Uh, we will think of self before we'll think of others. Mm-hmm. And, and that is exactly the opposite of what Christ called us to. That's like a triggering 
word right now. It is a term. It is. It's, it's being used. Years, it's, it's being used to envelop up. a group of people. And I'm like, well, Jesus loves narcissists too. So if we all, we all have tendencies, um, and and some of us more than others, and I, I'm sure. But I, I would say what what where I was going with that was is our tendency is to survive and take care of self. I love what C.S. Lewis said about that subject exactly. He said that we do not need to think less of ourselves. Mm. We need to think more of others. We need no. We need to think less about ourselves. Ooh. Okay. It's don't, don't think less, don't of, think less of who you are, uh, because I I see that being raised right now, which is a false humility and actually goes against the word of God. Right. We are fearfully and wonderfully created. I'm getting ready to go teach in GCA Academy for you know Generations Christian School for the first time, and we're talking about you're made wonderfully and unique. Mm. And that that culture right now of well, just stop thinking. You know, that you're, you're no, no, you're wonderful. Right. We just don't don't concentrate on that. Right. Well, you don't have to diminish and squash yourself, your exactly. self-esteem, and care for it. Yeah, I, I agree. I love what I think it just puts well, that I, whole battle in place. So I, I just think it's it's one of the culture. It's one of the things that allows a Christ follower, one who believes in the Lord and has surrendered their life to the Lord, it allows them to stand out in a crowd when you become the person that's not um, offended by everyone and not offended by yourself at all. Right. Wow. That's a great way to say it. I think specifically in lead roles, there are going to be, when you lead anything, I think it's the great Margaret Margaret Thatcher who said, uh, I'm going to botch this and say, I don't have it in front of me. But if you haven't made any anyone mad, have you done anything? And so, no, that's exactly is what that how she said. It? The she great probably lady said it said. more like, "If you haven't made it, <laughs> she had that accent. She was such a powerhouse. But I, I love it. I, I don't. I don't think you need to walk around and make everyone mad. But you, you know, in life, mm-hmm. there are going. You're going to bump into people, and you're going to offend people, and you're going to be offended. And I feel like this leadership tip that I wanted, this one that I shared, if I didn't clearly communicate, it was that when you're offended most is the, the the best thing to do is to ask God to search you and let him show you about you. And because if you spend all of your time, uh-huh. time and this just happened this week, I had something said that got back to me about me. And, and this happens, this happens in, in leadership, in life, but I find it more since I've been in this role and something was said and it got back to me. And what I wanted to do was be like, and type a text and be like so abrasive and mean. And what I've had to do is, I have, listen to me, I've had to do this thing. The girls in our, on our team know this because I've said it to him. I have this phrase where I say thumbs to the wall. Like I need to staple my thumbs to the wall yeah, before heard, I say I've anything. Like pause that. because I have done some horrible staple texting. Your, like you can't on your phone. I <laughs> right. get it. Because I was staple so offended. And you know what? Okay. I, a lot of times I'm right in my offense. Like they did something and I was and right. you were hurt. That. But my text then made me wrong. Your response was wrong. Absolutely. You know why this is such a transferable kind of principle of leadership is Mm -hmm. one of the marks of leadership is uh, resiliency. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's a big word. Your principle of, you know, if I just put it in a nutshell, is like go inward. Yeah. Whatever's hitting you and you've got emotional You've got feeling responses to injustice because it's happening. There's probably like things in this role or your role that you, it's, you're not crazy. Right. It was painful, but your response of like, but what do I need to do? What that is going to give you, what's going to arm you with is resiliency. And I, what I, I say transferable principle because you have said, you know, in this role, it's been surprising, but I'm, I always think about uh, just the people that I preach to every week. Mm-hmm. Some of these young folks that, 
they're just working at Chick-fil-A and then they become shift manager and they're like, I had no idea. Like right. everyone's mad at me. Yeah, because, and you would say, I had no, I just thought shift manager and you judge the shift managers differently and now you are one. Right. Like and everything between, you know, it's like, well, you know, we didn't have kids and we just talked about what they would do and now we have kids and we totally get why those friends and every stage of your life when you get there, you don't understand the pressure and you will have more pain. Mm-hmm. You will have more anger at the things people are doing. And then you're going to need to look inward and it's going to carry you. I will say. I love that, John. I will say. So right when you go inward in a biblical state and you ask God to search you, you also have to be very careful, though. So here's the back side of that. Um, don't isolate. Yeah. I mean, that's really. <laughs> remember when we were in Israel the last time, our last day, we came out of Jordan. Yeah. And our guide, we had a little bit of time, and our guide, Kobe, is like, I want to take you to do something that's really special. We went to St. George's Monastery, took us way up on this hill, and down in this ravine was a beautiful monastery oh, was that was 700 like, years old. I don't old. know how they built it. Seven, and up into the crags, and we were like, let's stay here forever. And <laughs> Kobe was playing guitar. We just Magical. spent We just spent 14 days together. We're like best, it's like the end of camp. Yeah. And I remember looking at everyone saying, you know, we can't. But those monks did. They, they did. And, but, but think about it. They their, stayed and died there. Their influence was diminished. Right. And Jennifer's point about looking inward is God using the Holy Spirit to say, let's work on this one to you. It doesn't take you out of right. marriage, parenting, difficulty, life, right. you can't work, yourself completely. hardship. And so when you listen to her principle today, <laughs> don't say, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go inward. No, that's escapism, <laughs> which is a sin. Which honestly, can I be honest with you? I, I never knew that I was an introvert until I have this role. And I don't know if it's made me into one or if it's just been an unhealthy season at times, but I have introverted. And it is partly to, for God to show me me because fixating on other people didn't help. Like fixating on even how to manage the problem didn't help me necessarily. I had to figure out what was hurting here first. But right when you do that, there comes the devil knocking on your door and allows you to be alone. And then he, he feeds you some lies at the same time. Mm-hmm. And that can also lean to an, so I would say go inward, allow the Lord to say some things, but don't stay inward. Like and you have to step out. One of the things that you and I've talked about a lot, and I've talked about it a lot this year is there's this verse in Hebrews 10, okay. right, right before the hall of fame, the hall of faith, right before Hebrews 11, where God talks about um, all of the heroes of the Old Testament, the patriarchs, and the things that they did in faith. Right before that, there's a little passage right in Hebrews 10 at the bottom that talks about one who shrinks back. And it's in that isolation. If we go too far inward and we isolate that we shrink away, we actually are not pleasing the Lord. It actually says when you shrink back away, you're stepping out of your faith and you're not Which is a position of influence. the Lord. Yeah, you're, lo- you're not doing what God has called you to in faith. Well, this has been an incredible tip, and uh, I think that's our that's our podcast for the day. I love this. I love that God's put it on your heart, and I've watched our conversations swirl around this. You continue to bring it into the conversation. Let's look at ourselves. Let's examine ourselves, because we can't control other people, but God can change our response, right? And right. so, and I, if you do that as a leader, whatever you're doing, it will give you resiliency. So, man, I, I hope our podcast bless you. It's helpful for us to talk about it. And these are things that we're learning as well. We'll see you next time.